0: Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I'm going to make him an awful guy with you. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Don't you understand, George? It's because you were not born. can
1: Film Churchill. Well, a boy's best friend is his mother. I don't want to show life as it plays out in real time. I want to show life as I imagine it. That's what cinema is all about.
0: Hello, welcome (laughs) to Film Church Radio. So formal. (laughs) I always try to change it up, like, how many different ways can I try to say this? Uh, This is Film Church Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, the congregation and the church is now in session. (laughs) That's what they say at church, right?
1: I haven't been for a long time, so, yep. <laughs> That's
0: what we say here. Um, this is the podcast that treats cinema as a religion. It's Sunday, I'm Brandon. And I'm Lewis. And we're here to talk about movies. Each week, br- Lewis, I was like, wait a minute. Sorry. I almost said my own name. Each week, Lewis and I uh, alternate picking a film to discuss and watch, and he cheated because last week he picked The Souvenir Part 1, so I had to pick Souvenir Part 2 for this one. That's week. right. I mean, I yep. could have done something else, but...
1: Yeah, Terminator 2 Judgment Day.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we picked The Souvenir Part 2, uh, which came out in 2021, and it's directed by Joanna Hogg. So if you're listening to this, I would highly recommend watching both of these movies, but also yeah. going back to... Uh, the episode before this, listen to that episode and then listen to this episode. Cause as with these films, this podcast, this episode is a continuation of the last episode. Um, Before we discuss the movie, just want to say thank you to everybody who has been listening. Um, We've been getting more and more listeners every week and it's really exciting for us. And, you know, we're just excited that anyone is listening, Yeah. but we both love hanging out, talking about movies and we hope that, You're here hanging out with us and listening to us talk about movies.
1: Yeah, and you can always just get involved. I mean, we love to know. You know, we say every week what you think of the movies we watch. Um, It's great to hear from from you out there listening. Um, Yeah, that's what it's all about. Um, Before we get
0: into this movie, we always do these little quick reviews where we talk about you know what we've been watching for the week. So, Lewis.
1: Hello. What's up, first of all? <laughs> Not much, dude. What's up with you? My savior of my dog. <laughs> I know that, you know, I want to put it on record that you saved my D-trick. Not, um,
0: I mean, okay, it, that might be it an does, overstatement. Yeah, it does sound like, like she was in harm's like, way. Yeah.
1: She wasn't, but um, we ran into, a, we went on vacation recently, ran into a bit of an, a problem in terms of getting back. Um flight was delayed quite a lot, um, and Brandon stepped in at the last minute and managed to go and pick up my dog from where she had been staying and took her to my house and dropped her off. And, and Yeah, with the gas prices and everything going up, it was we really, really appreciated it. No problem, dude. So like, I wanted to it put was that fun. out there.
0: She was actually really excited to see me. I was surprised. I was like, I wonder if she's going to bark. Yeah. But when I went in there, she was like,
1: oh, my God, it's, it's Look, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And then, yeah, she just like – curled up in the front seat
1: yeah she's so chill
0: yeah yeah she's the best she didn't tear anything up did she because i like when i dropped her off i was like then like shut the door no there's always those videos of like (laughs) people coming home and the dogs like rip the couch apart
1: yeah she you sent me a photo of her in like in a bed in my living room and when we got home she was in exactly the same position (laughs) so i'm sure she just went to sleep sweet yeah cool but yeah i wanted to say thank you of course before we jump into the proper show
0: yeah, man. And so you went on a little trip. I sure did. And we didn't even really talk about it. Like Yeah. You told me you were going on vacation and I was like, cool. Yeah. You know, I wasn't like, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> like-
1: <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> So we went on a Disney cruise, um, which was which was amazing, but I did not know that we would not have internet on said cruise. Mm. And we could pay for it, but like we're already paying enough. Yeah. So I decided not to. Um and it was very strange yeah. being disconnected from everything. Yeah. Um Was it like therapeutic? Kind it was very nice. It was nice. Yeah. You know. Um it was very disheartening when we got back to land and I turned my phone back on and I had like three text messages the whole time I was gone. <laughs> and I was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just like <laughs> uh
0: yeah i think i'm I, I think i messaged you a couple of times and then you didn't respond and i was just yeah. like i'll just
1: leave him alone yeah. you know uh
0: but um, yeah i, I didn't know. even
1: realize this. i would have like been like hey I, you know i'm gonna be out of range but yeah i, I, think- I like
0: hinted like i was like hey the episode is ready to yeah it's ready to uh launch tomorrow yeah. I like hinted like it's time to like write the yeah. episode description <laughs> yeah.
1: I was like I guess I'll just write it <laughs> yeah, I did feel really bad I was I, like when we got back I was like crap I didn't do that no it's um, not good dude. it's not like it was that hard but um, yeah yeah but we were there for like most of the week but I still managed to watch so many movies <laughs> this week yeah um well first of all what was you went on a Disney cruise that's right what was that like? It was amazing, dude. Like, it was much better. Than, this was my first cruise ever. Okay. So yeah. I'd never been on a cruise before. And it was it was a short one in comparison to some of the other ones. It was like four days, something like that. So it was relatively short. Um, but Disney have got their own like private island in the Bahamas. So that's where you went. And we were there for like a full day and then kind of came back. Nice. Um, and it was just the most – do you know where you kind of – like you go on vacation because the vacations we've been on recently, we've been, I mean, because of COVID and stuff, we're making up for lost time. So you just feel like you're running around all the time. I got to the point where I was so relaxed, you know, and it was so great. So yeah, we all almost, loved it. Yeah, it was great.
0: Were there like Disney characters walking around on the yeah. cruise and stuff? Yeah.
1: Like in the main, like, atrium bit, there was always like three or four, like, characters just hanging out. Yeah. You know, um, did they have a movie theater on the cruise? They did. Did you go see anything? No. So the first, I didn't. I was really annoyed. The first night they were showing West Side Story at eleven, I think, or ten thirty at night. Yeah. Um, and because we were sharing a room with my like two year old daughter, I was like, I don't really want to try and like, you know, get back dressed into my regular clothes and like sneak out and then sneak back in at like because it's what three hours long. Yeah. So I didn't. But they were showing West Side Story and. Black Widow and Eternals. So, um, they didn't show Batman. They didn't show Batman. I know. And when we got back to, like, that's DC. Yeah, (laughs) we're not showing that. Um, but when we got back to Orlando, we were there for a few days. And my wife was like, Your parents really need to watch Amelia so we can go see the Batman. And I was like, We'll have time. And then we didn't have time. Yeah. So I still haven't seen it yet. Wow. Yeah.
0: No spoilers? I guess your phone wasn't on,
1: so... Yeah, I haven't seen anything.
0: There's really nothing to. Actually, I won't say anything.
1: No, I mean, you know... I was
0: like, I'm one of those people that, like, even telling you that there's nothing to spoil, I'm like, that's going to spoil something.
1: Yeah, I feel like Spider-Man has exhausted me. I'm like, nothing can come close to my reaction to that. Yeah. So even if it was literally all the old Batman showed up, I'd be like, meh, you know... Cause yeah, we've already seen the best thing that's happened in a superhero film. Yeah. Happened in a superhero film.
0: Well, you know, they're doing the flash this year Yeah, and Michael Keaton's coming back. Yeah. Like, yeah. So they are doing a thing kind of like
1: that. Yeah. yeah.
0: But, um, yeah, I did see the Batman, but yeah. But when you see it, then we'll talk about it.
1: Sounds good. Yeah. I mean this, this week I've just watched a lot of, um, Oscar films. Yeah. Um, some of them good, some of them not so good. I'm tr- I'm really trying to watch every single film that's been nominated, but I know it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, same here. I, I've i I've been trying to get through them, but it's. I thought I would get through more this week, but it's a lot.
1: Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm kind of. I think I'm seeing the major ones. Yeah, which is yeah. how I'm. You know, there's one or two that I'm putting off, but. Um,
0: this would be a lot easier to do after the Oscars and
1: just watching the ones that won. <laughs> yeah, for sure cuz you know you've spent 3 hours watching Parallel Mothers and if it comes away with nothing you'll be like, okay. Yeah,
0: but <laughs> like I haven't watched that yet but I yeah. I would like that's a director I would like to watch all of his movies. Pedro yeah. Al- um, Almodovar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. is yeah, I've seen a few of his films and they're all amazing. And he's also one of those people that like Quentin Tarantino is like how come nobody is talking about this? Yeah. Like, um, but anyway,
1: we can talk about that on the Oscar. Yes. Prediction special in two weeks time. Um, but we did, we went to go and see Nosferatu together before I went on vacation. That's
0: right. Me and you. Yeah. I went Um, and saw, we went and saw that. And then a few days later I saw Batman. It was very gothic. um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Cause I know that when we watched Sherlock Jr, you said that you'd never seen a silent film. Like, in the cinema yeah and literally that like a few days later my wife was looking through alamo app and was like they're showing nosferatu in a few weeks And i was like i want to take god brandon. for your wife yeah i know <laughs> yeah exactly i was like i've got to take brandon And it was a brand new score because it's the 100 year anniversary of it i'd seen it a few times so i knew what i was getting into but yeah what did you, you think
0: bro like seeing a silent movie like first of all nosferatu is a good movie yeah like it was a great movie but just seeing a silent film in a movie theater like was such a surreal like mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like, you know, it's just like something that you only that I've only dreamed of, you Yeah, know? like watching yeah. movies like, I don't know, like the Majestic comes to mind the yeah. movie with Jim Carrey, where he's like working in an old movie theater and they're like showing silent films mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um or just like seeing any other movie that's like referencing like, you know, the silent film era and like, like watching other people watch these old movies. Um, It's just like, that's, that was a hundred years ago. And just sitting in a movie theater, watching a movie that, you know, people sat in the theater and watched a hundred years ago was like, I, I don't know. Like it, it's something that I hope everyone can experience, especially if you're someone who loves movies. Yeah. Like ghosts. Like if you, if there's a silent film showing in a movie theater, go see it. Like it is, um, it's the way that it was meant to be seen.
1: Yeah. And I know that with silent films, it's kind of, you know, it's one of those things. It's like foreign films. If you look away for a second, like if you're watching at home and you look at your phone for a minute and look back up, it's so easy to be completely lost. Yeah. Um, But the thing about a cinema is you like you you have to pay attention. Especially in the Alamo. I know this is very basic and kind of like twenty first century problems, but like when you actually sit and watch the film, like it's an hour and forty minutes. It felt like thirty. Yeah. It just zips by, you know, and it's so great to kind of see it projected on such a large screen as well. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Good.
0: It, It was a really good movie. Um I mean, and it, like it, it moved me. Like there was parts yeah. of the the movie that, yeah, I, it were emotional,
1: and it's still genuinely terrifying. Yes, yeah. like Count Orlok is just <laughs> horrifying, you know. Yeah, it's it's so good.
0: It, it was really good. Um, yeah. It, it it's interesting because I watched like both. I watched the 1931 Dracula last year, and. Yeah the 1993 Dracula last year. And it's just crazy how, how much of the core story is, is there in just all three. Yeah. There's certain scenes that's there in all of those movies, Mm -hmm. Nosferatu and the Dracula movies. Yeah. Um, And they're all, they all have their own significance. Yeah. You know, and things to enjoy about them. Yeah. Um, It's, it's, that story is one of those that's like, I don't know, it's, it, sometimes I'm, you know, I guess I'm kind of on the fence with, like, remaking films, because, like, yeah. that is a film that is not necessarily benefit benefited from being remade, but, like, all the versions of it are enjoyable.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think because it's not necessarily based on, like, an original property that, was created by a screenwriter. It's based on an actual book. Right. I think there's a lot more room for interpretation. We look at Del Toro's Nightmare Alley. You know, there was always a, there was already a 40s film made. Yeah. And pretty much with the same name and everything like that. Um, but the source material is a little bit different. He uses, you know, he takes it a different way, I guess. yeah. Um, if there's something new to say, I'm all for, you know, making a new film. Um, but if there's not, it's kind of a bit, you know. It worries me. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the 1931 Dracula is good too. Yeah. You know,
0: also, I just remember this. I know we're being long winded with our yeah. <laughs> quick reviews <laughs> here. This is the long reviews episode. But, um, yeah. When I, uh, the apparently the Spanish version, there's a Spanish version of the 1931 Dracula. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they, they basically, um, at the same time, they shot the Spanish version and the English version back-to-back and used the same sets with different actors, okay. and apparently the Spanish version is way more interesting okay,
1: creepier. Wow. Uh, I, I just remembered that. Because I've got the Universal Monsters Blu-ray set. I wonder if it's kind of in there a special feature on there. Yeah. I'll have to have a look when I get back. Yeah. Because I do like alternate versions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's another film like that. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Um, where they kind of released it. And then there's like a British version that they made. Dist- like they made them destroy it. Well, oh, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, unfortunately. But there's, there was a Blu-ray that came out with the British version on it as well. Okay. Um, and I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to have to try and track that down. That's very interesting. So, what else? Um, I mean- yeah, I, w- I mean, Turning Red came out. This weekend, the new Pixar film. Um, Being on a Disney cruise, you know, no guesses that I'm a massive fan of Disney. So we watched that with my daughter, and it's it's a lot of fun. Okay, cool. I love, I love Pixar and Disney because, well, especially Pixar because they're really pushing forward on the, uh, you know, showing different cultures and different experiences on film. Yeah, Um, and I just love the the way the animation fit the characters for this one. Yeah. You know, um, you could tell it was a personal story, but it I mean, again, it's just, it's handling big issues in a, in a way that Pixar can. Yeah. in like a cuddly, like kids under the age one really realize that this is about puberty. Right. Like a period starting and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's good. Yeah. And it's streaming on Disney Plus, which I think is a shame because I do like films to get a theatrical release. Mm. Especially because this is a first time like feature director as well. It would have been nice to have that in the cinema. But um I think it's a film I'll I'll watch it quite a few times with it being there. Yeah. Um but yeah. That was that was about it. I mean, I watched a lot, a lot of Oscar films. Um, but I don't really want to talk about those too much. So
0: did you watch the Oscar films after the cruise or I, no, like I, I just while you were on the cruise?
1: Um, it was before and then after.
0: Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you.
1: Yeah, so I crammed a lot in. A lot of the ones I did watch were like the shorts. I'm trying to get through the shorts quite quickly. So if I had a spare 20 minutes, I'd sit down and watch one. Yeah. Um, and then kind of at night and stuff like that. Killing it. Um, yeah, I mean. You're way ahead of me right now. But shout out to Mitchells versus The Machines.
0: You liked it a lot? Yes. Yeah. I watched it last year.
1: Oh, it's so good. <laughs> like. Yeah, I don't laugh easily at film. Like, yeah. you know, I, I kind of I find things funny, but I'm not like, you know, like ha <laughs> ha, like laughing. I really kept loud. being
0: recommended of it, like by my sister and her husband, yeah. and then me and Sarah watched it. And I maybe I was just in a bad mood or something. I mean, I didn't think it was a bad movie, no. but I wasn't like laughing out loud.
1: Yeah, you know, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I think I was just having an off day yeah. or something. And with it being a like a dad daughter relationship, oh yeah, I yeah. was like cool. Yeah, I'm in touched you in the feels that's right so i mean animation category is going to be real hard this year yeah to call yeah for me yeah but more on that in two weeks time so that's you saw right. the batman i did like it loathe it
0: uh it was a good batman movie good it was a batman movie it was good Nice. you know
1: yeah it nice was
0: probably in the top five batman movies cool probably <laughs>
1: okay cool yeah, yeah. i'm like I, try think, do I think i awesome. think
0: you will love it for nice a few reasons okay um, um i gave it fun. a four out of five yeah so um but yeah we'll talk about that once you once you yeah. watch it I don't maybe
1: know. that's a special we can do for our youtube channel yeah we could live discussion um
0: uh i also watched house of gucci we'll talk about that with oscar movies house of
1: gucci <laughs> Jared Leto. <laughs>
0: yeah, wait, yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. He kind of uh, didn't fit in that movie, but no. whatever. Uh, we'll talk suit. about that
0: more uh, on the Oscar episode. If you want to know, um, skip a couple episodes ahead. Um, I rewatched The Dark Knight after I watched Batman <sighs>
1: because
0: I was like, "Yeah, let's watch." No, I hadn't watched it in a long time. And, bro, The Dark Knight.
1: Yeah. Jeez, man. It's so good. minute is just perfect. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It is. It was. It's just so good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This. <laughs> Everybody has seen it. Like, yeah, you know what exactly. I'm talking about. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, and then I watched Ascension, which is another Oscar documentary movie, and we'll talk about that later too. Nice. I don't. We're not even gonna have time to talk about all these Oscar movies in the I, Oscar episode. We're just gonna judge them. But
1: yeah, I think it'd be real quick. Just like I really like this performance. I don't know why this hasn't been nominated. Blah blah blah. Yeah. You
0: know, but have you watched Ascension yet? Not yet. It's interesting. Okay. It's. it's yeah. It's. It's interesting. Nice. it gives an interesting perspective on like um the chinese like corporate world and i don't know it just yeah. it 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 gave me this feeling of the world is screwed
1: yeah. Uh. Which is probably not, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I have that feeling at numerous times a day at the moment. So I just, yeah, yeah. But I mean, was it a good documentary though? Did it make you care about the subject matter?
0: Um, not exactly. Okay. It, it 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 doesn't exactly do anything except show you a bunch of stuff.
1: Okay. Because I know, like, there's a film critic in England called Mark Kermode that I really, really love, Um, and he always says that like uh, a documentary makes you care about something that you had no interest in before.
0: Yeah. So, for example,
1: I I watched Summer of Soul. Uh huh. um, That's also nominated, and all that kind of music I'm not that into, but I had a blast, and I've been listening to that music since. Yeah. And that's the sign of a good documentary to me is something that makes you. Interest in something you didn't care about. Yeah, yeah. Do you care about the topics covered in Ascension?
0: Um, I, 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 mean, don't, yeah, I, I don't know what it's about. So it, it's, I think I mean, this could be it's, me. Like, it's kind of do you just care about, about like, the, the, the working class in, in China, but it, it, it's also reflective of like America too in a lot yeah. of ways as far as like, because like, cause all the stuff that these people are working on in China is being shipped to America. And these people's lives it just stuck in factories making crap to please us mm-hmm. all day. Yeah. Um, it also, it, it just, you know, it makes you think about, it, it made me think about, you know, my life and, you know, the working class here in America and, you know, mm. how stuck, like, those people are too, but yeah. in a different way. Like, we're kind of a... a almost like a notch above not a notch above in like status or yeah. anything but like opportunities opportunities and yeah. like yeah just um you know privilege i guess yeah. and um i don't know it's it's one that it, it's good to watch cuz it opens your eyes to yeah. like the real world in yeah. a lot of ways um but because of that, it's like, oh, the real world is screwed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we're all screwed. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. It it does make me want to make a difference in the world because I'm like,
1: well, that's good. Yeah,
0: let's stop doing. Like, let's I don't know. Let's make the world a better place.
1: Yeah, amen to that.
0: But yeah, <laughs> and then I watched the souvenir twice. Nice
1: souvenir two twice <laughs> nice I was gonna say talking of making the world a better place
0: yeah um so spoilers ahead for the souvenir part two yeah if you haven't seen it yet definitely watch it definitely watch souvenir one um
1: I do feel that once we get once it becomes available to at least rent or purchase on streaming we can kind of talk about spoilers a little bit if it's still been in yeah. the cinema I would have been like eh, let's wait yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, um but it is available to yeah, download to purchase, so.
0: I, I was gonna wait around for, you know, hope the hopeful criterion four yeah. K or Blu ray two part release of the Souvenir One and Two. I just went ahead and bought it on Apple. Yeah. Because I was like, I wanna watch this like a Again, lot. Yeah. Um and I didn't rewatch the first one before I watched this one. Um, because I mean, I, if I had time, I might have, but I also didn't want to re-influence yeah. my thoughts of this one. Um, but I, I loved it. Like I like I yeah. liked it a lot. Yeah. I'm sure you did too. Yeah, I did. Um, it is a different, well, it, it is, it is seamless in a lot of ways. Like it just picks up where it left off and it's, you know, filmed beautifully the same way, but it's, um, it's more about like the first one I felt like was, was kind of trying to figure out who you are. I mean, this one is still, she's trying to figure out who she is a lot, but it felt a little more like she had become an adult. Mm-hmm. And she was living mm-hmm. in an adult world, whereas in the first one she was still kind of living yeah. in uh her childhood a bit yeah. in some ways. Um but when the movie starts, it's just you know, a few beautiful shots and then we see her with her mother, mm-hmm. Tilda Swinton, and the first line of dialogue, she's like, My period's late yeah and i was like oh fuck is that what this movie is about like yeah. she's gonna have a ch- like a child that we you know that's from this guy and we didn't you know that just passed yeah. away yeah um
1: so immediately i was like oh shit yeah here we go it's the dramatic you know side not that the souvenir one wasn't dramatic because the ending was very dramatic but you know we talked about it last week there was a lot of like it's getting to know the characters, it's like like a lot of memories. It's not like the big brash kind of like loud he's a drug addict, you know, shoved yeah. down your throat. Yeah. So yeah, it is a very like is a very poignant thing to work on. But I'm sure like for Joanna Hogg, like if this is autobiographical, I'm not sure to what extent like you would remember like this person that I loved passed away and immediately after that my period was like yeah, you know, so that that got me thinking. You know, what if I'm pregnant? What, you know, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, that's not what the movie ends up being about. No, not at all. Not
0: at all. Yeah. Um, but it was like on my mind for a while for that first bit until yeah. she like obviously does have her period. Yeah, which you find out later, and you're like, all right, well, I guess she's not pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but still in this first scene where she says that i love i love how the dialogue in this movie is so perfect yeah like just they just say a little bit and they just leave it and, yeah, that's, exactly. and that's all you need to hear and it and there's so much more in the acting and stuff that goes on because in this scene that's all she says and then the dad comes in yeah and he's like oh i'm so sorry yeah. Um. And then he's like, "Did you know about anything that was going on?" Yeah. And uh, and my first thought was just like, I mean, and that's all he says, right? Yeah. And then it's just kind of left in the silence there. And it's like, yeah, Dad, I fucking knew what was going yeah, exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And the the interesting thing about this movie, like the dad, stood out a lot to me in this one. Because I think what she did was like kind of take the characters from the first one and just dial them up a little bit in this one, yeah. right? Yeah. Um. So the dad is very like like I like I said in the first one, I, I made a note of Tilda Swinton and I was like motherly mother all mothering. Yeah. This one is like daddily dad all daddy Yeah, you know Yeah, <laughs> like he's mm-hmm. a, he's such a dad in this movie. yeah he is yeah um but i loved it like it was yeah. it was li- a little bit of comedy
1: exactly yeah you know and i think that i think that that was definitely intent i mean it must have been intentional but the first film felt felt very real and i think this film felt a lot more fictional like even yeah like, i know we're gonna get to the end but even like the fact of how it ends reminds you it's a movie Mm -hmm. right it's just it felt a lot i mean there was a lot more when i think back to the first one there's a lot of in the flat and in the kind of in the restaurant the really fancy restaurant that they eat at they're the kind of two locations that i remember Mm -hmm. and like out in the country as well um whereas i feel like in this film there's a lot more like, we go to film sets, we're on the street, like, there's characters talking in kind of cars There's like that are driving. You know, there's a lot yeah. more – it feels more film in a way. Do you know what I mean by yeah. that? Like, it just feels a little bit more Well, they, they make a fictional. point
0: of showing you that it's set, too.
1: Exactly. You yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I didn't notice until the second time that I watched it. I mean, at the end of this movie – the last shot is like they're at a party at her yeah. house and the shot jumps out of the house yeah. and shows you that the party is inside this little built
1: room. Which at first I thought was the the like the room that they had built for the film in the film. Right. Yeah. That's what I was I was like, yeah. okay, so they're having a party in the like in the set. Yeah. Celebrating the end of the film. Oh, okay. okay. But then it's not that.
0: No, it's not that. They're literally showing you that they filmed this f- movie on a, in a set, like yeah. on a set, on a soundstage. And then when I watched it the second time, yeah, there's a scene where she goes to the bathroom to puke. Yeah. And the shot of her puking in the toilet is the exact shot. So there's, there's the scene where she's making her – She's making her student film. This is her graduation yeah. film, and she, um, they're getting ready to shoot. It's like the first shot of her movie. She's yep. got all these important, like, like there's there's so much weight in this scene. First of all, mm-hmm. just to give some context to the people listening, in case you haven't watched the movie, she's working on her graduation film. First of all, yeah, she's working on her graduation film with. The other film students who are not supposed to be helping her because her professors told her not to make this movie. Yeah. Because she gave them the script and they wouldn't approve it at, to use for her graduation film. Yeah. So there's that. And then just the pressure, added pressure of being, to, of, of just making a movie and yeah. having all of being the director and yeah. it, it being your script and having, you know, 10, 20 people on set with you that you're trying to, you know, You're trying to tell the set decorators what to do. You're trying to tell the actors what to do. You're trying to tell the cinematographer what to do. All of this stuff.
1: Yeah, It's achieving your vision.
0: Right. It's trying to achieve your vision and try to explain to everybody what you're doing. But they all have their own preconceived ideas of what you're working on as well. Yeah. So it's like the first shot of the movie. There's a lot of pressure. Yeah. I don't even know if it was the first shot, but it's at least the first shot that we're seeing them make. And they're ready to go. Like the cinematographer has got the camera on the tripod and this is the eighties. They're, you know, using film, the, all the equipment is bigger.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and she's like, I actually don't like this shot because we're seeing too much of the bathroom. I want to go to the other side and shoot through the door through the door. And you can see how annoyed everyone is like the, the cinematographer just immediately doesn't have faith in her. Mm Um, but it, it, Like when you hear what she's saying, it makes sense because she's, she's trying to give the perspective of the girl character who can't see what's going on in the bathroom. Right. Yeah. Long story short, they move the camera to the other side and they're shooting into this bathroom. They cover up the window with like this frosted glass, the window that they were shooting from originally with this frosted glass later on in the movie. The the real character, not the character, like, not the movie within the movie, but, you know, the character we're following. She's throwing up in the bathroom, and it's the exact same shot. It's the exact same bathroom, but it's, like, in her apartment. Yeah. And then I was, like... And then I started noticing, like, the background through the windows in her apartment was the same background in the film that they're filming. Mm -hmm. I was, like, oh, shit. It starts
1: to blur a little bit between what they're filming and what they're actually doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very well done. Yeah. Especially, I mean the whole, cause for the first one, I mean, like I was reading that it is a reproduction of her apartment that she lived in at the time. Mm-hmm. So she, I mean, I listened to an interview and she was saying that she was like walking around the set. She was having memories because it was like, she was back in that place. Yeah. Um, and then for the film they use in part two, the actual, like, the, the backdrop they use are photos that she took of the apartment that she lived in at that time. So okay. not the actual apartment that Julie lives in, but the apartment in the film has the backdrop that Joanna Hogg had in her flat. Yeah. So it's all kind of, all these things are just, like, merging together to blur reality. Yeah. A little bit. I think this is more, this film especially is more of her being like, I really wish, I I mean, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but like maybe if she had made this film, then she could have dealt with the grief a little better. Yeah. Or like it would have been this, like her making the movie was how she dealt with this person that she knew passing away. Yeah. And maybe this is her being like, okay, I wish I had made it at this point.
0: Yeah. I, I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I wasn't it's hard to tell what is what what is um the movie. Yeah what is like Joanna Hogg's actual story.
1: Yeah. Especially in this one, I feel like part one was very accurate. Yes. Yeah. And this one is a lot more you know, you can tell that probably certain conversations happened. Um but yeah, I think this one is a lot more fantastic It's a lot you know fantastical and just a little bit more fictional yeah um but the fact that these two things blend seamlessly together is just outstanding to me you know um i watched them like you were saying earlier i kind of watched the first one one day and then watched part two the next i could not wait to start like as soon as you said that that's what we're watching i "I want to watch it um and it, it it like you could watch them together and it would just be a perfect film.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm going to do next because yeah. my girlfriend hasn't watched them yet. And I think she would really like them a lot. And I yeah. want to just like pick a day and watch them back to back. Yeah. And, and see what she thinks of them. Cause um, yeah, man, they're just so good. Like I just had this feeling at the, like at a point watching it that I just wanted to stay. Yeah. I just wanted to stay with these characters and live yeah. in this
1: world. Yeah. Um Julie is one of my I just I love the performance um of Anna Swinton Byrne. I just love the character. You know, I know that like a few people, um, critics that I read online talked about the kind of the privileged background that she comes from. Mm-hmm. Um and I get it, but also why why can't these people have experiences? Like this, yeah. You know, it I mean, doesn't. We're all humans. Yeah, it doesn't like, take away because you know she is from a more privileged household, I guess. But I don't think that takes away anything from the story. No, it's not. not at all. It's never ever about privilege. You know. Yeah. But, I mean, the character that she meets, um, Anthony, like, is also from a privileged background. Like, he he holds himself very proper and stuff like that. But then we find out in this film, like, like is he like we like you know yeah all of it could be false. Yeah. Like, we have no idea. Yeah. And neither does she. You know, and that kind of is the bottom line of this movie, right, is that she just has no idea who this Anthony actually was. Like, she thought she knew him. And then that little thread kind of gets pulled. And she's like, I I don't even know what's true. Like, she asks um, Patrick, like, did he even work for the – is it the home office? I think she says – I can't quite remember what his job is, yeah, but she was she, like, just, did he even work there? Like, I don't even, like the most basic facts about him. She has to be worked for the foreign office. That's it, yeah. And I
0: was like, "What?" that sounds like some government thing. It, like, I, I think it
1: was right, because in the first one with the car bombs and stuff like that, I think he was supposed to be there to, like he was saying that he was working with them to stop that happening. Mm. So that would be you know, a central, like, an, an I guess intelligence. he was in the
0: military. We do know that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause there's that photo of him mm-hmm. in the first oh. one. Yeah. I f- totally forgot. Um, <laughs> when I this is just random, but I told you, uh, last week when we talked about the other episode that I didn't like come to the realization that this was set in the eighties until like later in the movie. And yeah. I was like, Oh, well, duh. Yeah. But whenever he shows her that photo of, of him in the military and he's like, this was taken in 1974. I was like, what? (laughs) How old is this guy? He looks so good. (laughs) 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 But anyway, um, yeah, it's a, yeah, obviously there's a lot she doesn't know.
1: Yeah. Um, I just, I mean, on the topic of, I don't want to spend our whole episode talking about Anthony again, because I think, you know, it's not his film this time yeah um, but I
0: mean, it's it's both films are about her are about her in relation to him though yeah, you know it's about her trying to find herself and um he has a big influence on her even yeah. after you know he passes and she's trying to explain her film to her film professors. yeah she uses something. In line with what he tells her, yeah, yeah, or what what he you know what he had not told her to say or anything, but yeah. just like obviously something he Influenced said had an influence yeah. on her, right? And the way that she's interpreting art and seeing the world, um, she is sometimes seeing it through him,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And the way that he would see art and yeah. see things, um, and and yeah, this movie is about processing grief and yeah. like processing it like people people it's specifically just about her processing the grief but but they i mean she does mention you know she briefly touches on like the fact that her parents are processing or not her parents but his parents are processing it in a different way yeah.
1: um that's what i was going to touch on the the scene very early on when she goes to see his parents yeah is probably one of my favorite scenes in either film Really? It's so touching. And like, you, like I think I said it last week. I just love, I don't love, that's the wrong word, but I think that a film that can show you grief in like a really poignant way works for me a lot more. You yeah. know, normally we get like someone passes away and then we get a scene of someone, like the main character crying at a funeral. And then later on they're like, okay, I'm moving on now. Whereas this is like two hours devoted to like, this character is processing what happened in part one. Yeah, yeah. um, and that scene with his parents is just is heartbreaking. Yeah, you know, like we think a lot about Julie and kind of like how is she processing it, but he also had like a family that loved him, you yeah. know, and like they had no idea either. Yeah, um, and then they give him the photo of him as a as, as a child. It's just oh, it's just so. Well, like, so sweet, but also, like, for Julie to have to go through that and go and see the parents as well is heartbreaking for her. Because she's kind of... She's having to be, the like, the heavy. She's having to go around doing the the hard work for Anthony again. Yeah. Which is, you know, is so upsetting. Yeah. Um And then she goes to see the shrink, and the shrink literally says to her, he had no reason to carry on. Yeah. Which I was like, that why would you say that to someone? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, I understand and, that like, he'd probably reached the end of, you know, he knew he wasn't going to be able to get this monkey off his back. But to someone that's trying to process their grief as a therapist.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think, I mean, basically you can, you, There, I, I feel like there's a, you know, there's a scene there before she says that. Where is, Julie yeah. is like, telling the therapist, you know, the whole story. I don't know how you could tell a therapist enough information for a therapist to come to that conclusion, but I yep. get, you know, I guess in some ways she was trying to um, give a reason for I got his the Im- death.
1: That, like, was that Anthony's therapist? I got the impression oh, that that's who it was. Maybe. That's, I don't know. That's who I, I mean, that's what I thought. Cause I'm sure she said something on the lines of like doctor patient confidentiality. I can't really say what we talked about. Oh,
0: maybe. Yeah.
1: Um, which again, I think shows a lot more about the character in terms of where he's at. Like he's obviously trying to get help. Yeah. Definitely. You know, he's obviously trying to figure it out. Um,
0: yeah, that would change a, a lot of, of what's going on there.
1: Yeah. Um, but, I yeah. mean,
0: I saw it more of just her saying like he, he lived a good life, like he lived a full life, yeah. and just that he had come to the end of it. Yeah. Not that, like, because he didn't like kill himself, right?
1: I mean, he just, I mean, it was an overdose, wasn't it? I mean, it's.
0: I mean, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't know.
1: Because, I mean, yeah, it, it's, I hard to,
0: it's hard to. So I to know if that was an accident
1: or whatever. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just yeah. Just the way that it's described kind of stuck in my head a lot. Just that he'd gone to kind of a train station bathroom and that's where they found him. Yeah. You know, there's not, I mean, there's nothing more isolating than a public restroom. You know, yeah. it's not like, it's kind of, I don't know, homey in any way. Right. You know, it's yeah. very sterile and white and bright and yeah, awful. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I think it ne- the fact that we follow Julie, kind of trying to find out more about him, and also her trying to make an expression of how she feels as well, yeah, is is really well balanced. You know, yeah. it's never yeah. like I don't know, it never gets too much. You know, um, and the film that she's trying to make about it, like I understand the frustration of the, frustration of the crew. Because I'm sure they say it's only like the script is only like what 13 pages, 14 pages, and it's not even like dialogue and stuff. It's just like her writing down thoughts. Yeah. Um, and like I can like I'm I I like to have a plan as a person, so Mm -hmm. I can imagine being on set, and this person's like, I don't really know what we're going to shoot today. I've got it in my head. I'd be like, I hate this. Yeah. Like I cannot do. I can't work like this.
0: Now the interesting thing about.
1: Obviously I've never been on a on a film set personally. Yeah, yeah. So I well, don't know how it works per se, but
0: well it it's like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's a lot of uh uh people not knowing what the hell's going on. Yeah. Um but uh what what is interesting about the so there's two move there's two movies being made in this movie. There's Julie's movie. Yeah and then there is Patrick's movie
1: Love Patrick.
0: He is the he he was in the first one. Yeah. He's Anthony's friend, but I I didn't know he was a director until, you know, this movie. Yeah. Like the character anyway. Yeah. And they're shooting some it almost feels like a music video, some very 80s like stage production thing. Yeah. Um but I realize I had this realization. There's a scene where uh this Patrick guy, there is he's watching a cut of his movie, and Julie is there, the editor yeah. is there, um, <laughs> this other production person is there, which is Patrick's girlfriend. Um, but they're all there watching this this cut. Yeah, and right off the bat, you know he's upset because yeah. he's like, because they added something that he didn't know they added yeah. into the scene, and then he asks. Julie, what she thinks of it, and she's like, it was exciting. You know, she she yeah. genuinely like she genuinely yeah. seems excited about the scene, yeah. right? And he says something like that was incredibly generic.
1: Yeah. Like, please be specific. Yeah. And yeah. you're
0: just like, geez,
1: bro. I know. Like I love that dang. scene is one I had to rewind and watch a few times because I just think it's so A, it's really funny. And B, it's just really well acted yeah oh I, yeah i love the bit where um I, I don't know maybe an editor or something like that was like oh can we just cut to a close-up of him uh-huh. and he's like oh did we did we film a close-up of him and they're like no and it's like then no, we can't put it in can we <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's just it's like it's that kind of like backhanded you know like i'm so done with this crap yeah you know <laughs> yeah um um it's, but but he's like he's so good at being an
0: a-hole like i actually yeah. was like man screw this guy yeah and it was like kind of the same thing that i had with the first one with anthony where like i was like oh i'm really pissed at this guy he's a really good actor yeah so like what you were saying earlier about how this movie is a little more like fantasy yeah. and the characters are a little more like the fir- first one they felt really real and mm-hmm. this one patrick is the one to yeah. me that feels real. Like that is a real person, like not an actor. Like mm-hmm. this is, we're seeing some like real yeah. stuff. um, And so, yeah, I really, I really, because of that, I really like his character all yeah. through this movie. um, But the point I was trying to make about like, basically about there's there's two different movies going on like they're making two different movies in this movie yeah besides the movie that we're watching <laughs> can you <laughs> Not keep to up that's you too much yeah. but julie is making a movie going through the process of trying to get a movie yeah. made and patrick is going through the process yeah. of trying to make a, a, a trying to make a movie they both have the same problem they both don't know how to communicate what they want what they want yeah julie is a first-time, like, well, not first-time director, but she's, I mean, this is her graduation student film, right? Yeah, yeah. The movie that Patrick is making has money behind it. Like, it's a budget, it's a big budget. Yeah. Or not big budget necessarily, but it's some kind of studio project, right? Julie is, is having trouble communicating what she wants with the crew, and... She throughout the movie she's talking with the crew, um, to kind of she, she's processing like like she's making this movie to process. Yeah, you know she wrote a script, but she doesn't even know what it means, right? Yeah, exactly. She's she's like in the scenes, it through having actors interpret what she wrote she's yeah. learning more about herself and she's learning more about anthony and the situation and the situation yeah. and the dynamics yeah. because everybody's breaking it down for yeah her, or trying to at least yeah. and <laughs> this guy patrick who who he's doing the exact same thing she is doing yeah. but he's just being a dick about it yeah <laughs> Yeah. and he like he's asking julie what she thinks and she, you know she says it's exciting he says that's incredibly generic well what does patrick think about it yeah he, patrick doesn't know what to think about what he made either yeah he wants and to he's one, aggressively yeah. trying to get other people to tell him yeah what he's doing because he doesn't know either yeah like i found that really interesting
1: that is a really interesting parallel that i hadn't thought about while i was watching it yeah um just the way that the two responded i mean the the scene that i remember a lot about like the filmmaking process for julie is when they're in the back of the van and the is, is it the um the dp yeah and he's just like we have no idea what we're doing like from day to day like you need to sort this out and she's just silent you know someone else yeah. is kind of like backing her up for her yeah because she can't like she has no response to it Yeah, You know, where he is very, like, and we see him, I think it's either just before that scene or just after, and he's been kicked off the edit because he's too volatile. Like, they can't work with him. Yeah. So they've finished filming, they've kicked him off the edit. Yeah. Um, But I was listening to, um, again, an interview with a, um, the other day, Joanna Hogg, and she said that, like, while she was at film school, and this is why I think Patrick is kind of a little, maybe drawn from her as well a little bit. She talked a lot about how, like, when she was at film school, she thought she was going to be the next Spielberg. And I was like, okay, so this was 84. The the like Hollywood... AT
0: e. had just come out.
1: Yeah. The Hollywood Brats had pretty much taken over. Yeah. Like, and kicked the old Hollywood out and kind of started something fresh. <clears throat> and, like, we talked a lot about, you know, the filmmakers that we love growing up with these... New filmmakers that were changing what Hollywood cinema and cinema in general could be. This is just the same for these characters, right? I mean, for Patrick, it looks like it looks like a Hollywood musical. Yeah, like it looks like the kind of thing you would see forties Warner Brothers like sets. But he's he's progressive. He's trying like the interview is like, oh, we're in rainy England. We don't want to be. We're, I'm trying to do something a bit more fun and fresh. Yeah, you know, it's using the old book developing it a little bit it reminded me a lot of peter bogdanovich as well because i know that that's kind of what he did he really respected the the hollywood of the past yeah but was trying to kind of like build it up um and there's a lot of kind of like cinema history i feel like going on under the surface here yeah a lot of um these kind of new directors not really sure you know still loving the old stuff but wanting to break away as they'd seen other people do 10 years before yeah um And I know that, well, you know, again, from this interview, she said that she watched a lot of, like, musicals when she was at film school. She was really attracted to, like, the big Hollywood musicals. Um, And that's where, like, the kind of the dream sequence at the end of the movie goes for me. Yeah, When she's watching her um, student film back in front of the audience, and we go into, like, the dream sequence, it reminds me a lot of the end of Singing in the Rain. yeah. You know the big last number, God, a dance, all that kind of stuff. Um That's what it reminded me of, and I can see those influences coming through. Yeah,
0: did you? So did you listen? Did you listen to that A twenty four? I'd already listened to it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there was a there. There is an A twenty four podcast out there that with Martin Scorsese and Joanna Hogg talking about. Uh, the souvenir it's in between making these movies. So she had just made the souvenir and she was about to go start the souvenir part two. It's a really great interview um, or conversation really just between the two of them. But yeah. um, Yeah. That, that end sequence that you're talking, that you're referring to that gets very fantastical, very fantasy. Like yeah. it's, it starts when they, when they're watching her film. Yeah. So it almost like kind of suggests that this is the film. Yeah. Is that this she the made. film that she made? Yeah. Um but it's not the actors that they've been shooting with. It's no. it's literally just Julie. Yeah. Um and I, I saw it as like I mean, yes, referencing like musicals and stuff yeah. like that, but I saw it for the character anyway. Uh basically her really diving into herself yeah and her her brain and her emotions and she gets she keeps going deeper and deeper into her uh into her emotions that she needs to process. Yeah. And and in the center of it there's all of these people that are close to her. Yeah. You know, there's her mom, there's her dad, there's her friends, there's the actors that are in this yeah. movie and stuff. And then I'm not sure what the representation of 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 the mask of Anthony that she's like wearing on her face and then she hands it to her mother. I'm not really sure what that represents. But she quickly leaves and she you see every every scene that you just saw you see her leaving. Yeah. Right? And then it cuts to her just Julie like normal out in the normal world by a field and she's just like running. Yeah. And like the music kicks kicks in and stuff. I found that like incredibly moving. Like mm-hmm. like in a way that only cinema could do because there's yeah. no dialogue.
1: Yeah, and it's not it's it's not telling you exactly what, what it is mean. happening. Yeah, yeah it is very interpretational. You can take yeah. what you I mean like you said for me it was her watching the film back closing the chapter on that book on that time of her life. Mm-hmm. You know, she points the camera at Anthony and he like it's like he's been shot he falls to the ground yeah it's like the like the memory is not the memory but like that point is done yeah like she's pointing the camera at the situation it's ended it yeah she's dealt with her grief she's moving on now
0: yeah and yeah exactly and like yeah and like she's just free at yeah. that, at that at that moment she's just yeah. running free free yeah. of you know whatever whatever she's been through she's processed it yeah and she's now ready for whatever's next you know
1: yeah does it change the ending of the souvenir part 1 for you at all cuz i think I mean, it did for me
0: yeah in some ways yeah um and that's why i, I really want to rewatch it so soon um you know it it wasn't exactly what i expected no you know and i don't know I don't think it ruins it
1: or in, in no, any way. No, not at know, all. I just, but it,
0: it... I don't know, man.
1: I mean, what's great for us is we recorded part one before we'd seen part two. Yeah, it was good. So we could... So and I
0: almost wish that we... That, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I am glad we did that, but I almost wish that I hadn't processed part one before I watched part... Like, I kind of yeah. wish I had watched them back to back because... Yeah. Because I interpret, I like, I tried to interpret that movie so much before going into part two that, yeah, it does change a lot of things. Like, especially the crossover characters, like Patrick, for instance, how is that character going to change when I go back and watch that scene where he like tells her that her boyfriend is a heroin addict, you know, Yeah. Um, especially knowing how much of a dick he is now. Yeah, you know, was he doing that to be a dick? Yeah, you know, to push the buttons, yeah, and kind of watch it implode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so I don't know. Like, I, I feel like it it will change a lot, especially yeah. just because of the characters and stuff. I mean, I mean her her friend, um, Marland. Uh he's yeah. like that. He's like I think the assistant director or something. Yeah, and he's in the first one, right? He's like, he is. Yeah, um, Jagan. I I think is how you say his name. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, he was really good in this like yeah. like I mean I liked him in the first one, but in this one I like I liked him even more. Yeah. You know I like
1: that he just like I was talking about the bus scene, he just stood up for him and was like Yeah. We, like it's her vision. We've got to follow like yeah. she knows what she's doing. We just need to give her the space to work out how to tell us what to do. Yeah. And there and there's like a scene where
0: they're driving in the car earlier where he's like telling her you know that she's got really good ideas, yeah. and and yeah. He, like he believes in her and stuff, and he's just like giving her such good encouragement to just, you know, say, you know, fuck all the expectations of yeah. what you're trying to be. Just like try to be true to yourself, and you'll make something good, which is yeah. like what people need to hear. Yeah, you know, um, so yeah, I appreciate him so much more in this. That I yeah, I can't like I'm I'm interested how that. Or changing part 1 yeah yeah by, by rewatching part 1 yeah um j- and knowing just more about the characters you know just yeah. knowing more about yeah, having more context because exactly. this one gives you just so much more context going back to the first one i feel like i'll understand a lot more yeah you know yeah um yeah so i'm i'm really just curious
1: but um yeah yeah i mean i think there's another Like, this this film is so dense in what it's trying to cover that it kind of sneaks up on you. Because not only is it dealing with her processing grief, it's also dealing with her finishing school and this kind of, like, final film that she's been trying to put out, you know, artistically. But it's also her romantically moving on from a toxic relationship. Yeah. You know, there's all the scenes that we haven't even touched upon yet where she's in those situations with men and like, she's trying to move on. Basically she's trying to like, you know, move on to the next relationship and they all end pretty terribly.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, there's the scene with, um, Charlie Heaton. Yeah. From stranger things. Yeah. Um, which is intense and, like, clearly just supposed to be as dirty and, like, as possible. Degrading and just... Yeah, yeah, just,
1: like, this is just, like, physical... Both of them probably felt super ashamed. Yeah. Like, after this was done. You know, yeah. Yeah, it was very... It, it was not supposed to be, like, No.
0: here's a new love interest. It was, like, I need some sex. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's funny, like, as soon as I heard his voice in the first scene he was in, I was, like, is that that guy from strange things and then it just shows like his silhouette almost i was like is that yeah i know (laughs) yeah i was like it is it's your boy (laughs) um (laughs) but yeah it's it's funny when you know like strange like they're almost like the the people in that show are getting typecast in all the eighties movies. Yeah. Um, But he's great in the movie and, and does what he needs to do. <laughs> yeah.
1: He doesn't have a lot to do apart from <laughs> one of the most vile scenes, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, but that cut, like, uh, obviously if you've yeah. seen the movie,
0: you know what we're talking about. Like they have sex while she's on her period and it's, it's uh, as dirty as it can be. Yeah. But she walks in the room and there's just the blood on the bed. Yeah. yeah. And then it cuts to the red car. It's yeah. It's just like, that was fucking cool. Yeah. Like, that was a great cut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then there's this other scene where she's, uh, you know, she's gone through this stuff we've been talking about, you know, the struggle she's had making her movie. <laughs> and then she's in the edit watching some clips for the first time and, and she's like, reprocessing yeah you know the the tensions and the things that they were struggling with on yeah. set you know like you're seeing you have this idea of the movie you were making but then like when you actually see the footage and have something to cut together like you now you kind of almost have to start from scratch again it's like yeah. okay now i have to make a movie just from the clips that i have yeah and um you know she she again seems a little bit lost and then the editor like gives her some really encouraging words and like, mm-hmm. you can tell how much she appreciates it. And you can also tell like how much, how, how many times he's been through this. Like he's obviously like a good editor. Like yeah. he's been, edi- he's edited a lot of stuff and he's, um, you know, dealt with a lot of directors like seeing their footage for the first time and being like, this looks like shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so he gives her some really encouraging words and then it, it extends into the scene where they're at a restaurant and, Again, he's like, um, encouraging her and, uh, and she, like, you can tell, like, she genuinely appreciates it. And then she's just like, do you want to come back to my apartment?
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: He's he's like, well, I'm supposed to make dinner for my boyfriend. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I, I misunderstood or whatever. And, um. But yeah, she and then she even says to her therapist, she's or you know it maybe was Anthony's yeah. therapist, but she even says like I think I'm, uh, I'm struggling with. I forget what she says exactly. Yeah. She's like struggling with her idea of Anthony versus the reality of him or something. Yeah, like that. I know yeah. There how is she remembers. A character. Yeah, how yeah. she
1: remembers him versus how he actually was. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and that maybe she just misses someone being in her bed like being next to her and yeah. like being able to kind of
1: just like emotional support like anyone yeah. that kind of shows her that you know but she even worries it like almost
0: control her like she yeah. says, she worries it like that Cause yeah. so it's like you can you know and and that dips into kind of the the negative things about Anthony that were there you know watching yeah. it for the first time not knowing that he was going to die and just thinking what a toxic person cuz yeah. like that's kind of your first thoughts watching it yeah it is because he is controlling and he yeah. is i mean in some ways like i feel like he, he Ant, the character of Anthony was trying to encourage her in in her filmmaking but he was also very like he wasn't that guy that just believed in her
1: he was like Yeah, he would he pushed her a lot. Not pushed her in the right way maybe, but he kind of he did like there's that scene in the restaurant where he kind of pushes back a little bit. And I think is it with um his parents or maybe her parents where they're talking about her film idea and he's like, Yeah, I don't know if this is if this is right for you. Like he's kind of he's he's always been I don't know, he's very opinionated and not always um supportive. Yeah. So as soon as someone does show that support she's like, "Oh, this is what I've missed. Like this is what yeah. you know, I need." Yeah. Is that kind of thing. But again, it's it's it deals with memories a lot. It's, it's kind of one of those things where in the moment I'm sure she was super embarrassed about asking the guy to come back um who was who was gay. Um but then when you look back on it you're like, okay, she she was obviously that was the point where she was ready to move on. Yeah. Where, you know, things started to kind of get brighter. Yeah. Because she made that leap. You know, it's not just an animalistic impulse for two people. It it was actually like, I feel like we're having a connection. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, which is so, again, it's just, it's not, everything in this film is so slight that you can miss it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Until you talk about it to somebody. Yeah. There's so many layers. Mm-hmm. And I just. Yeah, it's just phenomenal. I can't Dude, get it. It really is. Good.
0: Like it it I mean, just for me personally, like it has given me different perspectives on myself. And you know, yeah. that's immediately kinda of why I I bought both of them because I was yeah. like, I want to rewatch these over and over because it's therapeutic in a lot of ways. And um especially as a filmmaker, yeah. just because like it's about trying to create art through film yeah. and collaborate with people and deal with a holes and like, you know, you know, having people not believe in you. And then people will also like tell you that you're uh, like believing you too much. Almost yeah. like tell you that you're can do no wrong. Or whatever yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, all that stuff. And then just like how real the characters are. Like, I, like I said, it's just fun to live in this world, Yeah, you know? hundred Um, Yeah, I just, I, I just, I crack up at the dad like in every scene (laughs) in this movie, like the scene where, (laughs) um, I, I think she's just thrown up, and then and her mom is right outside the door, and then she like sneaks away so that she doesn't know she was outside the door. She comes downstairs and, and it's like clearly a a very like down moment, yeah, because the mother is like obviously Julie is struggling and the mother feels so much pain for her daughter yeah. and she's like where's my funny girl you know? Yeah, yeah and she doesn't say anything yeah. and then she like puts the vase that, her, or like the little sugar jar that her oh, mom has yeah. made on the mantle and it falls and breaks and she's like oh I'm so sorry and the, the father just comes in and he's like oh was that the he's like vandalized <laughs> yeah. It's just
1: like what the fuck, like (laughs) just mixing it up. It is just a perfect kind of. I know, view of family life, isn't it? Like, yeah. I already feel bad enough without you coming in and saying, like, he, yeah, he just, it's goes, just the wrong thing to say <laughs> yeah. at the right time, yeah, you know? Exactly. Um,
0: and then, even like, it's so funny because, like, he sits down and they, they walk out of the room for a second and the dog makes a noise. He, like, looks over at the dog and he, like, shrugs. Like, he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think there's a lot more comedy in this film yeah. than the first one, which Definitely. I liked. It, it's a lot more freer you know the kind of the bulk of the story i feel has been told in part one Mm -hmm. and part two is just like the characters like you said are dialed up they get to be themselves because it's not yeah they don't necessarily have to impact the story because it's just a continuation of what's already been so masterfully told
0: yeah it's interesting because like yeah i think the first one was like basically her like joanna hogg trying to um be as true t- to life as possible yeah. as far as like what that relationship was like for her and not think about the death part of it, which yeah. had to be very hard, like to, t- to already ha- like have experienced the grief and then go through life.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and, and, and live so much more of your life dealing with that grief. Cause grief is like something that that's with you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and then to try to take yourself out of that to make a, a film about someone before that time, you know, yeah. had to be extremely hard to put yourself in that, yeah. that headspace, Right.
1: Hey, not put, yeah. Not looking at it through rose tinted glasses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Which I think she did like an incredible job, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, basically part two is almost like what the rest of her life has been like, you yeah. know, it's like the, or, or just at least the first part of the grief part of her life, yeah. You know, and trying to process that. Um, so, in a lot of ways, it's a very different movie, and then, and then, in other ways, it's it's seamless. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. But, geez, man, so yeah. good. I'm like,
1: yeah, and I want to give a shout. I mean, Tilda Swinton again. Like, I I don't know how's you. I don't know if it was scripted or not. I mean, some of the the things she says are just perfect. I mean, again, you know, in the first part where she comes down and she's like, the worst. Like, mm-hmm. just the choice of words for her character is so poignant. Um, I think about when they're sitting together in the living room and uh, Julie says, like, what, like, how did you feel when he died? And there's yes. that really long pause. Yeah. And she's like, I felt through you. Yeah. And, ju- and just, I again, it's just a perfect choice of words for a mother motherling what, you know, what <laughs> yeah. you, you know. it's just, it's such a motherly response. Yeah. yeah. But you understand completely the emotions that she felt. Yeah. You know, just watching her daughter have to deal with this must have been, you know, and you know that you can't do anything. Like, what can you do yeah. other than yeah. support them and kind of...
0: Yeah, because it's, in- yeah, like you said, like the scene is interesting because Julie... Mm-hmm is like almost being an antagonist. She's like trying to find out if her mom yeah. really even cared about this person that she cared so yeah. much about. And, you know, it's like, you know, like how can you? Exactly, Like, any, yeah. like how could she anyway? Yeah. Like it's, it's you know, or like we don't even know the timeline of how long they were together. But yeah. like, you know, unless – like, even I feel like, even like a, a mother who has spent a lot of time with your child's significant other, like, you're never gonna love that person more than your child. No,
1: you yeah. know what I
0: mean? So, like, but like, that's what Julie, it seems like she's wanting out of her mother. She's like, Did you love him? Like, yeah, did exactly. You care yeah. About him, and it's like a pretty intense. So, like, for her to have something so good to say yeah dude was was yeah it was like it's an intense
1: moment it is and i feel that um at that point as well julie is just like i feel like she's clutching at straws a little bit to really like is anything about this guy true like we've i think doesn't it happen about an hour into the film after she's spoken to she's gone to see patrick she's gone to see the therapist she's gone to see his family like and nobody's really telling her anything concrete you know she's still doesn't really know who he was completely. And at this point, she's just like, did you even like him? Like, yeah. Other d- people around me lying about him as well. Yeah. Like, was yeah. I just completely wrong about this guy? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, again, I mean, again, it's just so well handled for these characters. You know, it's not, it's just so slight that you could miss it. And then it sits with you and you're like, oh crap, that's, that's beautiful. Like that's yeah. like the most, you could not write a better line than that. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like that about so much of this film.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man, it is beautiful.
1: Yeah, it is. And it, you know, we film has to be personal or not necessarily has to be, but works well if it's personal. Um, And this is, it's just like you feel like you know Joanna Hogg after yeah. watching these films. Definitely. Yeah. Which I I just it's great.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm going to watch her other movies. I know she's only got like three other than these yeah. two, I think. So Yeah. be an easy watch. Yeah. But yeah man, like uh, <laughs> I just I like I feel like a lot of my perspective on film has changed just with these two movies. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there's so many amazing shots in this movie. Um, just watching, watching the souvenir again, or watching the Souvenir Part Two. I watched it twice, and there's so many things. It's like that that you that I felt like I, I don't know how she would have explained to someone. Yeah. That this was the shot to get. You know, yeah. just kind of like in the movie when when yeah. Julie is is having trouble like trying to say, Hey, move yeah. this camera and put it over here. And the DP is yeah. like, that doesn't make sense. Um <clears throat> I mean, there's a shot like the shot where she goes to see the parents, or the scene where she goes to see the parents and then she's leaving and they hand her the picture. In the shot, like in the foreground, there's a glass right in the middle of the fucking camera. Yeah out of focus yeah and it looks really good yeah like and it makes you feel in the room and it makes you feel uh like you're just watching real life because the camera's just tucked back here where there's stuff in front of the lens yeah you're just
1: sitting on the couch yeah and like yeah
0: uh you know if i was the dp on that movie and she was like put this glass right in the middle of the camera i Move would be it. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what are you talking about yeah exactly yeah <laughs> you know yeah. but it works so well it's like it's crazy so yeah just in terms like i mean we've been t- dissecting the story here but in terms of like the filmmaking yeah. it's like it's also just a lesson in, in and yeah. great filmmaking yeah so there's a lot to enjoy here
1: yeah there there's so much and i don't think an hour podcast is gonna get even close to like the center of this film yeah like i said there's so many layers there's so much to it um julie is one of my all-time favorite film characters now i just love like they like i just love that character so much yeah um i love the performance of it as well um it's yeah it's it's such a beautiful double bill yeah and i just hope more people you know keep watching this film and keep trying to discovering it because it's so it's so good yeah and I that's mean, why i really hope it does get a Criterion release yeah yeah so that more people can see it
0: i mean it was so it was the sight and sound number one movie yeah did that do much for it
1: um i mean, and, I mean it must have it came out in england um in in February, I know that it didn't I don't know if it broke into the top ten in the box office wise. Um it might have done for like a week or two. Yeah. Um but it has I don't think it's done like stellar business. But in a way, like as long as it made enough money, I mean she's got the backing of Martin Scorsese, which is really helpful. Um, Joanna Hogg, but as long as it made enough money for it to be profitable and for it to keep making movies, I feel like we've found a hidden gem. I feel like it's one of those films that you can be like, to anybody that loves film, you need to watch The Souvenir. Yeah. I can't believe
0: this rating on IMDb for part one, 6.4 out of 10. Like, who is rating these movies?
1: You guys are crazy. Yeah. This is, I mean, we taught, I mean, The Godfather is celebrating the 50th anniversary. One of the most perfect first and second films ever. Yeah. I
0: mean, this is like right up there. Yeah,
1: dude. Like, I can't think... Of many films that do such a perfect job of continuing the story like this. Yeah. You know. Cause when you think of these kind of films, you like you don't get a sequel very often. So to yeah, have for this, a film like yeah, this you don't. Definitely no. not. Yeah. So already that was interesting to me, but it was needed. You know, you needed to kind of to see these characters deal with what had just happened. Yeah. Um I, I don't think we could sing enough praises for this film. Yeah. I was
0: just looking at some of the awards. I mean, the first the first film won the Grand Jury Prize at Sundance in 2019. And yeah. I don't see anything for Sundance for the second one. So I guess it didn't show. Um, but, I mean, it, it won, like, some British Independent Film Awards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I, like, like I said, I bought both and yeah. now this is a movie that I'm, I'm just going to like, when I go visit people, I'm going to take my Apple TV or my laptop and just be like, we watch just say, let's, let's watch, watch this. this. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel like it's a film that I need to share and I'm glad we were talking about him on this podcast. Hopefully that gets more people to watch.
1: Exactly. Um, yeah.
0: But I uh, like just personally as a filmmaker, like this is going to be something I turn to a lot. Yeah. It, it, just for guidance. <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, I mean, just listening to that, it, like that conversation between Martin Scorsese and Joanna Hogg talking about filmmaking was so encouraging because, like, as a filmmaker, you realize, oh, the struggle. Yeah is part of it. Like all this self doubt and, and just all this stuff that you feel like as an artist trying to create something, um, all the negativity towards yourself and, uh, you know, just being hard on yourself or feeling like you're not good enough and that kind of stuff. They all feel it. Yeah. That's a part of it, you know? Um, and it's just so encouraging to hear other people talk about how they, they got through it. Yeah. You know, and how yeah. they pushed through and kept going. I mean, like I mean, in, in that conversation, um Martin Scorsese was talking about how he was I think after New York, New York was yeah. gonna be done with filmmaking. But that no. was before Raging Bull. Yeah. Like that was before, like, yeah. so many other... That was before... That was in the end of the 70s. Yeah. He was like, I don't think I'm going to make another movie. I don't know how I could ever connect again with a material.
1: Wow. Because I know that Raging Bull wasn't exactly, like, a fun... Like, nobody really got what he was trying to do.
0: Well, it was mostly um, Robert De Niro yeah. that got him to do it. Yeah. Because... Yeah, he was like, I, I don't know, and yeah. I mean, Robert De Niro read the book, and and was like, I can play this character, and I need to play him now while I'm in yeah. shape. Yeah, and you need to direct it, and I mean, he mentions in that in that conversation with Joanna Hogg that like he wouldn't have done it if Robert De Niro wasn't like his friend from childhood, like yeah. they knew each other when they were sixteen, and like he knew him so like he he. He realized once they started making the movie, it's like, oh, you you do know me. You yeah. Did, you you did know that this was the right thing for me to do. Yeah. Um. Which is really cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's just it's just so encouraging, man. And like, you know, like like I said in the last episode, just like hearing, like watching this character of Julie go from like. I don't know what I want to do. Do I want to go to film school? What am I doing? To, you know, I, by the end of this one. Just that scene where she's running free, man. Yeah. It's just like, what a journey. Yeah. Like that was beautiful. That It yeah. was like some beautiful shit.
1: Yeah, dude. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think we can say much. I think that's a perfect place to. Yeah. Draw to a to close. End it. yeah, dude. So,
0: what are we doing next week? What are we
1: watching? Yeah, so
0: <clears throat> I was
1: gonna. It's gonna be an Oscar film or okay. an Oscar nominated film that we haven't seen, um, and I don't know whether to. You said that I cheated a little bit by picking I'm part just one. Kidding, I know, but I don't know whether to like cheat again and kind of get you to pick one of two, or just to pick it. Get um, me to pick. Yeah, me give you an option of two. And you choose which one. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I keep like jumping back and forth between both. Okay. What are they? Um, I mean, we're going to talk about them on the Oscar special, yeah. anyways. So. West Side Story. Okay. Or Drive My Car. Mm. Both up for Best Picture. Both available to stream. Mm. This is why it's been so tough.
0: I think
1: we should do Drive My Car. Sweet. Let's do it. Okay. Good. <laughs> I want to watch both of them, but yeah. like which one I don't do you think know would if probably
0: I can be a more talk that long about West Side Story.
1: Cool. Yeah. Drive my car it is then.
0: Not that it's bad. Yeah. I, I watched half of it so far. Oh, okay. And I'm just like, it's West Side Story.
1: Yeah, because I haven't seen the original. I mean so the, I feel-
0: the filmmaking is good, but yeah
1: like,
0: it it's another one of those we were talking before the podcast about the tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah. Um and how I don't understand how I mean it. I mean I understand, but it's just a little bit mind-boggling that like you know uh, companies will pay millions millions for a director to indulge themselves. Yeah, West Side Story is very indulgent. Okay. It's like
1: I mean we were just talking earlier about remakes mm-hmm. and like having source material and like changing it. Yeah, you know, and then maybe doing a remake.
0: I think if you love West Side Story you're going to yeah, love yeah. Oh, West, sure. you're going to love this remake. Yeah. Um if you know, and I don't know what the play is like compared to the 2, but I'm sure if you're at, you know, you to <coughs> the theater and all that, you're, you'll probably love it. But then again, maybe not.
1: Yeah. Well, cool. Drop my car, you know, gives me a reason to watch it. Yeah. Soon. It's which is three what I hours, wanted. I think. Yeah, it, yeah. But so was West Side
0: stories. So. Yeah, exa- that was the thing. I was just yeah. like, I almost watched be. it the other night, and I was like, three hours.
1: Yeah, <laughs> seven samurai <laughs> <Summary> syndrome again. <laughs> yeah. I was like, maybe later. Yeah, <laughs>
0: um, and then I started some else and didn't finish it. <laughs> later is now. Um. Yeah. So, drive my car next week.
1: Yeah, getting ready. That's the you know the runway to us taking off to our oscar special and i know we've got some a few fun things planned around the oscars yeah so um yeah stay tuned thanks
0: for listening folks and did like do you have any advice for a young filmmaker
1: it just has to be something people won't forget as soon as the credits roll and i definitely won't forget the souvenir me either Not for a long time.
0: (laughs) All right, y'all. Say your film church prayers.
1: Amen. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Bye.